Inspire with the CEDP mission team. Connecting with teachers to transform students' experience of religious education. Welcome to Inspire. My name is Scott Carroll and I'm a teaching educator with the mission team for Catholic Education in the Diocese of Parramatta. In this episode, we're joined by teachers from Panola Catholic College. Our thanks to Daniel Neckage, Rebecca Michael, Alison MacDonald and Mary Mansour and their teaching educator, Tanya Melke, for sharing their experience of the test run. Daniel, would you like to let us know a little bit about what the learning cycle is about? Within our local context, Panola, they all come to us with with burning questions regarding the utility of, of religion in general and prayer in particular. And so... When uh, they ask the question, why should I pray, which is the focus of this unit, we're able to, uh, to address the question in a systematic manner and so to allow the students to not only experience prayer but understand its utility within their own lives and, and so that they can experience that human flourishing which the, which the curriculum is all about. But going further, they're able to take that prayer uh, and through the idea of incarnating Christ in their own lives, they're able to uh, bring Christ to others and through sanctifying themselves, they're able to sanctify society. Thanks, Daniel. What did it look like when you started the the planning process? Who'd like to speak to that? Alison, thanks. The essential content uh, was what guided us and that matched nicely with fortnightly blocks of time in the term. So we, had, we started with Gallery Walk and we had a series of images of people praying in various situations. Um, yeah, we could have added the, uh, the Penrith footballers, the Panthers, pra- praying in the middle of the, uh, middle of the field. At the moment, uh, we'd probably add that for next year. And so we had all sorts of different prayer experiences, some that the, that the kids would have recognised immediately as, oh, that person's praying, but others where it, it wasn't so obvious. And the questions around that was, okay, if, if we say that all these are prayer, what's going on? And so they were asking, what is going on here? Why are all these different people praying? Because, yes, some of them were their traditional images, but some were quite left of field. And they went, oh, you mean that's prayer too? And that started some conversations. And so the, the students came away from that prayer experience seeing that this wasn't going to be another, this is what the prayer is and this is how you're going to say it. And so my, my students came out of that lesson saying, oh, this is going to be different. We're going to explore some more things. Yeah, thank you, Alison. Here comes Rebecca. I have a lot of sceptical students and I found that in that initial lesson they responded really well because it wasn't us telling them what they should believe in they feel that in this subject that's how they feel about it and with this lesson I feel like they had their own voice and they were able to voice their opinions and um, their thoughts on prayer and what they think prayer is and what and me showing those images was helpful to them to see our oh, prayers, not just one thing. It's a wide variety of things where you speak to God and you're able just to be in your own space, in your own head, reflecting what's going on in your life. In that lesson, we got the students to write a prayer. Everyone was silent, which is 
unheard of in my class. Um, and they all sat there and wrote about using the Skeptics Prayer as their guide and maybe their own thoughts of what praying is. And I think they responded really well in that lesson. So we've just talked about the, the open, how we, how we got everybody's interest and attention. What did we do with their attention then? Where do we go next? So following on from the Skeptics Prayer and the Gallery Wall, what ended up happening was is that we then moved into the next part of the learning sequence, which was to look at different ways of public and private groups. The entire class was split into five groups and they were each given allocated a um, religious tradition where they needed to look at different examples of public and private prayer in that particular world religion, which then moved into the Lex Orandi axiom. The way we pray is how we believe, which is how we live. So looking at using what they learnt from the different world religions, they then applied that into a pill paragraph where they were able to choose one of the world religions and talk about why it's important for that particular world religion to uh, the different examples of public and private prayer and why is it important for them to live that out in their daily life. You've named that we've looked at a range of different world religions there and what prayer looks like in those religions at what point does this come to a a particularly catholic uh, perspective students found great utility in the idea of the examination of conscience which is not a uniquely catholic thing but it's a thing that all catholics do is they, they do it when they before they go to confession they do it uh at the beginning of every mass i i taught them that even though this is a thing that catholics do it's it's a thing that all people can do regardless of their religious expression or, or lack thereof. And so um, they, they took to this idea of, 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 their, of them being able to experience human flourishing by uh, frequently reflecting on their day and to assess whether or not what they have done has met up with either their own ideal or the ideal given to us by Christ. And so by by utilising that, that, that examination of conscience, which comes from the idea of, of lex orandi, lex credendi, lex vivendi, they are able to start to incorporate that into their own lives. If they're reflecting on their own lives through the examination of conscience, what are the points of reference for them in terms of the Catholic faith then? Leading on from what Daniel was saying, the Our Father and the Psalms, which was the next part of the learning cycle, encouraged the students to think on a deeper level of how the Lex Orandi Axiom is relevant to the Our Father and the Psalms, to them, which they then wrote their own Our Father, their own prayer, focusing on the, the structure of the Our Father, looking at praise, thanksgiving, petition and confession and how that links into what they really want to say when they want to pray. My, my students were, were quite amazed at the Lex Orandi Axiom. They started saying what's what's this latin thing and then came came to a point of saying oh okay i get it so what you're saying is that you know, what i say and what i do is the same thing so they were connecting it to integrity um and i said yeah so and then then when we looked at the uh, the the line that struck and i could see when when it struck each student forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and, and I could see lights going on around the classroom and I think that was, was my class experience of that, that Catholicity in, in um, or Christianity in, 
in examination of conscience, it's like, oh, you mean I have to look at myself before I look at other people? Ah. Okay. <laughs> the ultimate challenge. One of my students surprised me by saying, I really love the Psalms. And I had thought, pardon, <laughs> um, from this particular student. And, and she said, no, she said, there's, there's so much there. It's, it's whatever you need, it's there. Um, and, wow. and for her to say that out loud, the reaction from the other students was quite amazing. And then I said to them, yes, but you know, you, we've got the Psalms and you can say them, you can read them through or you can do them like we do on Sunday and, and have it as a response. I said they were sung, sung so they were, they were meant to be hymns. And I then said, and you can take the Psalm and, yes, you can read it straight, but you can also take it as a guide and structure your own ideas based on that. And then I played for them a, a song that I had written, which was Psalm 139-ish, and, you know, told them about the time in my life when, when that fit. And they had a new understanding for how the Psalms can be live that they're not just written down, that they're not just static, that they're not just in the past. Um, Alison led in there with, you know, one of her students that surprised her. Any other surprises along the way? They've surprised me in terms of having rich discussions about, well, moving into a unit in stage four, which is what we've been working on um, for next year, which is Does God Exist?, which is what led into when we were talking about the incarnational spirituality and actually Tanya was there that lesson, so she was in my class. And what ended up happening was that a couple of my students like to question a lot throughout the year. It enabled their curiosity caught up with them and they were able to say their own opinions in a safe haven when we're talking about the different issues. Yeah, have you got an example of that, Rebecca, where you've, you've adapted an idea that perhaps would have been teacher-led and you've put the learning in the hands of the students? So we had a table of the Our Father. We had in one side of the table, it had the Our Father prayer. And then we had, so that's the prayer. Then we had the belief on the next table and living out that belief. So the students, we left it up to the students to do that activity. They had the Our Father prayer and they needed to discover what is it meaning the belief, what's the belief behind what the Our Father is saying and then what is, how can you relate the Our Father to your own life and how can you transfer that into your life? So we're kind of looking at the surface deep and transfer learning in that one activity. It was as simple as hallowed be thy name in the Our Father. They didn't understand what that meant and the fact that they've gotten through to year 10 and still don't know what that means was a real light bulb moment, I feel. And even through the whole prayer, just finding out what the language was, was really a light bulb moment for quite a few students as I was walking around. They're like, oh, miss, wow, how did I not know this? And so it was really good to see them discovering it rather than me telling them. I really enjoyed um, watching my students have that light bulb moment. I feel it's more student-centred rather than teacher-centred. So in terms of that the students are actually thinking for themselves now with guidance from us as the facilitator rather than just the person that gives them all the answers, they are the ones that are now thinking for themselves. And I feel like with the new curriculum itself, it is encouraging them to think beyond the classroom itself. It's getting them to see what's out there. And especially with the knows and need to knows activities that Daniel shared with us as a whole 
group in terms of how we write the nodes and need to know surface deep and transfer on the board and then using the learn specific learning intention or the essential content we get the students to break down what they know and what they then need to know and then move that over when they know in terms of what we have taught them i feel like that it's less pressure on me as the teacher and getting them to see we don't know everything but they also need to know that we are there for um, support and guidance throughout the entire cycle and I enjoy this a lot. I'm really glad to hear that Mary. It sounds like the idea that you're naming there at the end is teacher as facilitator, not the, not the keeper of all knowledge but certainly a person who can identify some of the pathways that we, we undertake in order to gain the knowledge. This has allowed me to see that I've had more, more students open to the experience than I might have previously thought. This process has allowed them, yes, their voice and their inquiry and their wonderings and, and a safe space to, to do that. And I've had a number of conversations with a number of kids that said, you don't feel like you're, you're dropping on me. You, you, you're acknowledging the reality of, of where I am. And likewise, I was feeling the same back from them. That was, that was surprising. I think the language that, that we have in our curriculum around that is about being treated as subject, not object. Yes, <laughs> that one. <laughs> so they didn't feel like they were being talked at. They felt like they were the subject and their experiences were the subject rather than the object. And I think that quite a number of them, like, yeah, a, a large number of my, my class have come to the point of saying this press stuff's real. Isn't that powerful? Thank you for, for your contemplative, you know, approach to the conversation today. I've, I've, really, enjoyed, uh, I've really enjoyed spending the time with you. Tanya, did you want to, did you have anything to, to say to finish off? Okay, I've really enjoyed the way that us as a team have, have worked together. We really have grown together as teachers and individuals of the team. But as a team, we, we've grown in our planning, in our discovery of each learning cycle, um, how this translates to the classroom. And uh, I really thank them for the journey. Um, I felt like I've been one of them, um, not coming in with the expert knowledge, but really just as they've been able to articulate with what they've encountered with their students in their classroom, you know, we've done that in, as the same as teachers. So I think we've all come away with a deeper learning, whether it's in pedagogy, whether it's in faith, whether it's thinking about things differently, we've walked that journey too. And so I thank them for that. Thank you, Tanya, and thank you to the team at Panola for sharing the student learning, but also the teacher learning. It's been, it's been a great conversation. I look forward to seeing what the future holds for learning in religious education at Panola. 